0: Shalom, hello, and welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. My name is Carl Whitehead. In this podcast, I am going to continue from my previous discussion about blessing. And in this discussion, try and come to terms with what is the function of blessing, and more importantly, how does the Torah present that function to us? Because the important thing about this and about the Word of God is that it enables us to begin to come to terms with the perspective of function, the the result of action from God's perspective. So as you may recall, I began by looking at the creation narrative in Bereshit chapter 1, the book of Genesis, and... What's remarkable to find that when we read the creation narrative uh, in the opening chapters of Badeishit, we find the voice of God expressed in two ways. Now, this is this is an oversimplification, of course, but these two ways are creating and blessing. So, and as I discussed in my previous talk, God blesses that which contains nefesh, that which contains this this thing that is often translated as soul and we see this in chapters or sorry and we see this in verses 22 and verses 28 so in verse 22 we read otam elohim lemo." and god and elohim blessed them saying peru urvu urmilu it bayarmim. be fruitful multiply, fill the waters in the sea and then it goes on to say vecha'of, yarev ba'eretz, this word "arof" is a very generalized word, anything that can fly basically, so multiply on the earth and that's where it stops, so that blessing is very short, it's very, very general in only two areas be fruitful multiply, fill the arena in which you inhabit. And so when we read verse 28, we see a very similar type of blessing, but with a number of detailed additions. So in the English, in verse 28 of chapter 1, we read this and God blessed them and God said to them so in the Hebrew otam Elohim, and Elohim blessed them and Elohim, and God spoke to them. And then it goes on into the detail of the blessing. So be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Which is how it's translated in the English Standard Version. So the blessing released into creation in verse 22 and 28 are achieving a two-fold goal. So one, release the inner mechanics of perpetual beings. We see this in verse 22 and verse 28. And secondly, declaring future potential to activate response as movement towards that declared reality, which is what we see in verse 28 only. So the ability for the creatures Of the fifth day, God was activating in them and setting in place something that would just continually perpetuate throughout their generations. The the capacity to reproduce and fill the environment they're in. That's it. But the blessing that is invoked in verse 28 is different. It contains those things. Releasing and unlocking the capacity for reproduction. But then it changes to how those generations and that current generation to come, so the current generation and the ones to come, how will they go about doing that? So this is a very different thing. So the potential is there. So blessing has the power to unlock potential as an outworking of response in action. Without the blessing, the potential action cannot align with and agree with the provision of that blessing to manifest a coming reality. So this, I think, is the, the key idea idea being expressed in the facility of speaking blessing. The potential reality of something manifesting in life that requires a response from those who receive the blessing because the one who blesses perceives the already present provision that is required to make that blessing a reality. And this is a remarkable idea, I think. And this is something that is really causing me to stop and think and look and ponder What is the what is the function of reality of blessing as it's spoken, and what is the function of blessing when it is received by those who hear it? So it's spoken over something that can respond, something that has potential in the response of how they respond in their actions. So this idea can be clarified by looking by looking at verse 26. So in verse 26, it says this, speaking about this coming creation of Adam, of mankind. And Elohim said, "...let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So this is interesting. This is very interesting. The facility and function of dominion over creation was already provided for before the creation of Adam. So why the repetition in the blessing? I would like to suggest that it's precisely because blessing needs to be heard so that the potential can then be observed and therefore the provision for that potential realized as already in motion. Response to the potential in hearing and receiving the sound of blessing is revealed in how we choose to move towards that potential reality of blessing realized. You see, what I've noticed in the Torah and what I've noticed in Tanakh as a whole God never seems to declare a blessing that has no potential for being manifested as a reality in the lives of those who it is spoken over. And you know what's really amazing here? Because what we see in verse 28 and in the, the creation narrative is we see blessing in its most simplest form. It's almost you look at this and you realize that there's, it's almost impossible for this not to be realized. These the, the 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 creatures, all the creatures of of the earth, the skies, the birds, the fish, and all these they are going to reproduce. That's that's just seems apparent. How can that is that really a blessing? It's just the normal, the the normal progression of things. The same for humans. Humans are going to reproduce, and even when it comes to um, having dominion and subduing the earth and all that, that seems like a natural outcome. And this as well, this as well is a very important insight. Because again, I will say this, God never seems to declare a blessing that has no potential for being manifested as a reality in the lives of those who it is spoken over. So humanity has full potential and realized potential in being able to subdue and overcome and have dominion on the earth and in creation as we currently know it, this just seems to be a given. There's nothing miraculous about this, and that's important. But what we need to realize is that Hashem uses the funk that the framework and the facility of blessing to alert those who it has spoken over to bring them into the realization of the potential of that being outworked, and then just leave, leaves them. To walk in the manifestation of that, so blessing realigns perception to activate potential, because that potential can be realised through action. It allows us to see what we are moving towards and into. Again, the the, the wonderful, to me, the wonderful occurrence of what's happening here in the the creation narrative, is it introduces us to the framework of blessing in a very simple way. It, it, we can look at it, we can say, yep, I understand that, that makes perfect sense to me. Because it's what comes afterwards that starts to really challenge us. Because then we start to move into the realm where relationships, as a function of blessing, to to allow blessing to function in its correct framework, that needs to be active, without the relational imperative there, without the environment of relationship, and the outworking of these things, it tends to go off track very quickly. That's what God is interested in. He's interested in the journey with us, to help us realize our potential. And when in future discussions when we look at these things, we're gonna see the amazing nature of that. But we have this framework now, we have this ground, this the, the the ground level to understand the framework of what blessing is from God's perspective. Because that's what the Torah does. Torah provides us with his perspective. On these things. And then is very. Amazing in the way it uses. The framework of narrative. To show how humanity. Responds to that. And of course that has many. Many different things occur. Because of that. So let me say this again. Blessing realigns perception. To activate potential. It makes us aware of something. That can be. Because we realize that the provision for it already exists. Because the potential can be realized through action. So we, all we need to do is activate the way we move, the way we walk, and then the walking, the way we respond, to allow the outworking of that blessing to become a reality. It allows blessing, allows us to see what we are moving towards and into. So this becomes more obvious when we realize that the blessings of God are actually an intermediary bridge between the miraculous and the natural. Blessings don't override actual existence. They unlock the full potential of the natural, which can be perceived sometimes as miraculous. But in actuality, this is just potential. Becoming realized. And that's the point. That is the point that I, I, I want to make in my premise of what is the, the functional framework of blessing. Blessing activates movement towards realizing potential. And then that potential becomes a reality in our lives. And in the lives of those who are the beneficiaries or the receivers of the sound of blessing? How wonderful is Hashem's Torah to us? And let me just finish with these wonderful words of David Hamelik: Gal Anai, Ve Alvita Nif Laot Mitoratecha. Open, unveil my eyes that I may perceive the wonders in Your Torah Baruch Hashem Shalom Shalom